The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. We are in the second week of a two-part series. We've been talking about amplifying personal power. And to me, that song really represents a moment of personal power. One moment in time where I can be all that I want to be, that sort of energy. And so it fits in perfectly. And last week, we talked about an aspect of personal power, trust. We talked about amplified trust and called ourselves into living a more trusting life, being willing to be more trusting of life, of God, and of ourselves, and the power of being a trusting being and setting aside and letting go of the past that we've had around trust. And today, I want to invite us into a second quality that is very connected and related to trust that I think is also very powerful when it comes to personal power and walking through life in the most powerful way. That is accountability. Amplified accountability today is what we're taking a look at. And so in this, this exploration of accountability, I feel like it's such, a, it's such an important topic because I see and hear a lot of us having a lot of trust problems with people in leadership positions in our world today. Uh, we are having trust issues, I think, with um, politicians and with celebrity and even sports figures and all sorts of authorities around our world. And a huge degree of that problem or that disconnect that we're having with people who are in authority, who are leading, is that we, we see and think that there's likely lack of accountability on the part of world leaders. And that is troubling to many human beings. It's troubling to me whenever I see any human being unwilling to be accountable. And, and sometimes our, our per perception of a lack of accountability is totally made up. We've heard some fact or we've read some story or someone told us that so-and-so, such-and-such. And so we may have a made-up sense of a lack of accountability. Other times it's personal experience. Other times we've been personally let down by a person's policies or a, a way that they haven't really stood up up and told the truth uh, and that sort of thing. And so accountability is a huge issue. And I think that, the, that we humans crave accountability because accountability is connected to integrity. And integrity is really important for us. And so a lot of times we will look around at our world and we'll project out into the world our concerns about the lack of accountability in the world. And at the same time, we do that. And it's important. A huge part of what I want to focus on today is the healing of those perceptions and the healing of that energy often can help us very powerfully when we are willing to look at and this is going to be the hard part, our accountability. How accountable am I being in my life, in my world? Am I being my word? Am I doing what I said I would do? Am I being who I said I would be? Am I telling my truth? Not only the truth about what happened and what I said and what occurred, but my truth. See, all of these behaviors or temptations to not do those things get us in a place where we're out of accountability. We're out of integrity. We're disconnected. And it seems to be a very prevalent challenge and problem in our world today. And I want to address it and invite us to take a look at this issue and realize that we want to be and that it serves us to be in accountability. 
that if we want to live a powerful life and to have our dreams come true and to walk forward through the conditions of our life most powerfully, being personally accountable and responsible is an absolute must. We must be willing to do this. So there's some sort of a, a challenge with that in the world today. And in looking at it, I can see many of the reasons why. Uh, this conversation, this exploration really went to a deeper place for me a few years ago when I was living in Arizona and serving in my ministry there. And I met for lunch with a colleague minister named Reverend Kathleen Sibley, who is a wonderful minister in Prescott, Arizona. She's so wise, she's clever, she's funny. And we were sharing and talking about our ministries and what we were up to. And she told me that she had just completed a talk that she had entitled these are not my pants. And I said, what? what? What is that about? And so she shared with me that she was a, a, a legal assistant as she was going through ministerial training. And that in the legal world, that when someone is caught by the police with something on their being, uh, something in their pocket, drugs or even weapons or something they're not supposed to have, that a common defense that that person will say almost immediately, these are not my pants. And so she shared with me that the, the last case that she had witnessed was uh, beloved star Lindsay Lohan, who has struggled with addiction over the years and was, was caught, I believe, with cocaine in her pocket. And that was her defense. She told the police officers as they were arresting her, but these aren't even my own pants. And I thought about that. I thought, that's just kind of ridiculous. Never in my whole life have I gotten up one morning and put on someone else's pants. Just for fun, you know, and walked out in the world and then found something in the pot. I haven't done that, man. Maybe you have, but I never had. And so we had this big conversation about the degrees that people will go to when they're scared, when they're afraid of the consequences, when they're an addict, when they're, when they're very fear-based about what's going to happen next, the things we will make up, the stories we will make up, the fabrications that we will give to people so we can get out of things or we can... We can not have something happen. And, and I actually did a talk a number of years ago where I borrowed my colleague's idea called These Are Not My Pants. And this talk is not necessarily called that, but one could call it that if one wanted to. Because this is what we're talking about, this propensity to push away things from us and not be fully present and responsible to our word, to our actions, to the conditions in our life, and allow ourselves to be fully present and being the, bring the fullness of who we are to bear upon the situation. To push it away is disempowering. To be fully in it is empowering. It may not always go well. I mean, it may not always bring us exactly what we want it to bring. But I would assert today that by being willing to always be in integrity and always be in our honesty and always be in our truth, that we are the most empowered and we walk through the consequences we might face with a sense of empowerment. Whereas if we are lying or disconnecting or pushing away the consequences in some way, trying to pretend we're something we're not or that we didn't say what we said we said or do what we said we did or whatever it might be, that we are disempowered and that does not serve us. In looking at how this may have gotten to be, I can clearly see this in the form of a lot of the systems that are in our society, in our world. I was remembering that years ago when my son was a little guy, actually from the time he was born until he was probably 10 or 11, 
practically every Friday of our life, my son Jesse and I would go to a mommy's group. And the mommy's group was a great group of probably seven or eight mothers. We would get together at each other's homes and we'd let our kids play and get to know each other. And we mothers would sit around and talk about our lives and share about parenting while we dealt with our children and supported our children and having wonderful times together. And many times we found ourselves discussing discipline, how to discipline our kids, how to help our kids know right from wrong, how to help our kids walk through their lives in this powerful way that I'm talking about. And many of us could recount that in growing up, we had parents who didn't always know the skill of how to help children be empowered even in their mistakes, how to be empowered even when they do, quote, wrong or have something go wrong. And what happens a lot of times for us and in, in, in parenting is that it's just more easy and more efficient to do power parenting, power play parenting. Just do what I say. Just do what I say and do it right now. I don't want to hear it, you know, and punishment and all that sort of th thing that happened. And we talked as mothers about how we realized that when that kind of parenting came our way, it didn't teach us right from wrong. It, te it taught, uh, teached us. It taught us how to be afraid of authority how to be afraid of consequences, how to be afraid of not being um, accepted, how to be afraid of disapproval, how to be afraid of power and control, rather than to teach our children right from wrong and that they are strong enough and powerful enough to bear the consequences of any mistake that they made and that we would stand with them and support them and have boundaries and loving corrections towards them. Oh, it takes so much more time and effort and discipline as a parent, but we would talk about it all the time. And that's a key distinction, I think. I wanted my son to grow up and not be afraid of his parents because then he would just go out in the world and be be afraid of authority, be afraid to make a mistake. I wanted him to learn that he could make mistakes and have dysfunctional moments and still be loved, but still be lovingly corrected. And I think that's at the bottom of a lot of the fear that many of us have about being accountable, about speaking our truth. Well, I might upset somebody. I might make somebody mad. I might uh, uh, mess the apple cart up. In his book, um, The Shadow Effect, Deepak Chopra, Dr. Deepak Chopra says to us, if children were taught to become aware of their shadow, sharing even dark feelings, forgiving themselves for not being good all the time, learning how to release shadow impulses through healthy outlets, then there would be much less damage to society and the ecosystem. I believe that that's true. And I, I'm so grateful for Dr. Barry and his wonderful work of bringing us love and logic for parents and families here at Mile High Church so that, that we can learn and be a part of shifting the ecosystem. And we adults, those of us who've grown beyond the years of our parents parenting us, or, or even if your parent is still trying to parent you right now, the, we ourselves have an opportunity to learn how to be strong and powerful and empowered in being accountable for ourselves. Not being accountable can become a habit and it can feel safe to us. Yet in this habit, we abandon our highest self for safety. In this habit, we abandon uh, integrity for safety. In this habit, we really then say to ourselves and to our life and to that law that is always working for us, I don't want to have integrity, I wanna have falsities around me. 
And so I build a life sometimes, or I build a relationship that's based on constant falsities. And then I wonder why it doesn't work, or why it's crumbling, or why I don't feel connected, or why I can't let the love in, or feel the love. Because when we are accountable, and what I'm learning in my personal life, it, it, with the friends and family and people that I get to hang out with, is that I will always, in my heart, give someone power and credit for being accountable for, with me, even if they have to tell me something I don't want to hear. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Because the negative energy of constantly being not accountable can, can lead us into a lot of blame and shame, which then sets us up to constantly walk forward and believe ourselves to be a victim. To be a victim of circumstances, to be a victim of the world, to be a victim of some authority, to be a victim of someone in our lives, to be a victim. And yes, every one of us have had moments. I talked last week about people who've betrayed us, hurt us, harmed us. I understand that we've experienced moments where we have possibly had things taken away from us and been victimized. I understand that. That is a part of life at times. And every person that I've ever encountered who's been victimized understands that in order to transcend it and to move beyond it, they can't stay stuck in victimhood the rest of their lives. They may have some time of grieving and having to deal with that sense of betrayal, that sense of feeling victimized, but the empowering place happens when we start to become responsible and accountable. We choose it for our lives so that we don't stay stuck. There's a, an author that I, I encountered recently, a young man named Brandon Stanton. Um, he's an American author, photographer, and blogger. He's the author of Humans of New York, a photo, a photo blog and book. He is one of Time's 30 under 30 people changing the world. And here's what Brandon says to us that really spoke to me. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're grown up. Growing up means being patient, holding your temper, cutting out the self-pity, and quitting with the righteous indignation. Why do so many people love righteous indignation? Because if you can prove you're a victim, all rules are off. You don't have to be accountable for anything. You can lash out at people. You don't have to be accountable for anything. And that's that place that we can sometimes fall into, a feeling of victimhood. And right now, the time is ripe with everything going on in our world for us to fall into that habitual pattern of thinking ourselves to be a victim. And I love so much what Tama was talking about because Tama Keeves is saying this could be a very uh, regenerative time. This could be a time where we could take accountability for what's going on in front of us and find creative ways to move forward. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm inviting us to consider that we could go from victim to victor that we could become victorious no matter what's going on because a victim gets stuck and feels why me all the time why is this happening to me it's not fair I'm pushing it away it's not fair and I understand that sometimes we think that that if we just knew why something was happening we could get beyond it we could understand it we could be more accountable if we just knew why they hurt us that way but the truth is in most instances I don't really think that's true in my life, I've discovered that, that knowing why sometimes helps so that I don't repeat the pattern, which has its merits. But a lot of times, knowing why doesn't help me get more accountable. 
doesn't necessarily even help me to become responsible. There's somewhere in that dance where to go from being a victim to victor, I have to take responsibility and say, no matter what has happened to me or why it's happened to me, whether it's karma or whether it's my consciousness or whether I said something in the past that, that is an affirmation of this negative condition, no matter what any of that has, because we certainly have plenty of theories in our teaching about why things get to be the way they are. And I enjoy those. But the reality is, no matter why it's happened at some point, each one of us has to stop and say, you know what? Doesn't matter why it happened. It here, it's here. If this condition, situation, relationship, experience is here, it's mine to do something with, and I have a choice. I have a choice to move forward in my life, take full accountability, which, which I mean is I, it's, it's, it's here for me, and I'm going to step forward, and I'm going to do something with this. Dr. Patty teaches a wonderful class here called Metapsychiatry, and I took it many years ago. And, and, and I don't honestly remember every single principle of metapsychiatry, but the one I do remember is that they say in that teaching that why is a futile question. That a more productive question is really about uh, what is the meaning of this for me? So when I'm in a victim place, when I'm in a place where I want to push the conditions away, or I'm tempted not to speak my truth, tell my truth, be my truth, do the right thing, and I'm in this place of, why did this even happen to me? I can't believe it. I often will say, okay, I will shift the situation by asking myself, what is the meaning of this for me? What is the meaning for this, of this? And as I do that, something awakens in me, and that seems to be a very powerful step for me just to get accountable, just to claim and own what's so. And then I can start to move forward. And when I start to move forward with accountability, I call this, um, I put my whole self in. If you come to Mile High Church at all, you might have seen that my wonderful husband Ken and I occasionally on Sunday mornings will do the hokey pokey with some wonderful ladies in our church out there in the lobby. And we dance that hokey pokey, not just to be silly. For me, that hokey pokey means I put my whole self in. I put my whole, my integrity self in, my whole self into my life. It's an affirmation for me that that is what I do. And I'm inviting us to put our whole self in and be completely accountable for the conditions and situations of our lives because in the willingness to do that, in that integrity can come openings of doors. See, account, the thing that we don't realize about accountability is that it opens doors of possibility. It opens doors of new ideas. It, it attracts those little, those little crumbs that Tama was talking about into our lives. It wakes us up and allows us to move forward and bring our whole self to bear in whatever condition, situation we're finding ourselves, which sets us up to then be regenerative of greater good in in our daily life, whereas pushing it away, not being accountable, not wanting to take responsibility, blaming everything and everybody else allows me to stay distant and disconnected and not as empowered as I walk through the challenges and possibilities of my life. So how do I put my whole self in? How do I be accountable? I have three steps here as we complete this message today that I invite us to consider. The first one is accountable. Just be it. Make a decision. Make a choice to be accountable. Make a choice to say yes. I recognize that in my life as I have relationships that if 
I am truly the loving presence that I say I am and that I say I want to be. When someone I love says to me that they've been hurt by something I've done or said, when someone is unhappy at the choice that I have made, when someone wants to have an honest conversation, that being accountable means that I'm totally present and willing to hear the conversation versus those things that have to do with victimhood, righteous indignation, defensiveness. I didn't say that. I did not choose that. I did not go that way. We will argue and argue and argue with each other in great conflict about who said what and who did what and not get anywhere. Accountability shifts the conversation. I honestly may not remember saying that, and I can say that to that person, but tell me what effect did that have on you? Tell me how you're feeling, because I'm here for you. Any relationship that's going to withstand the test of time, that is going to withstand and stand for love, has to have accountability like that in its, its expression. It ha we have to be willing to say, gosh, I didn't know that I hurt you or offended you or made a choice that didn't work, but I will stand with you. And so it's being accountable. It's being accountable in our world and being in integrity and not taking things that aren't ours and being in integrity about supporting other people and speaking our truth and sharing our hearts. It's all of that. It's being in, in, in accountability even when people are unhappy with us. Like right now, I, I know that there's a lot of struggle going on with the, the relationship of the races on on our planet and I say that I love all people and I honestly don't think that I am a racist and yet there's a whole group of beings that I love in the world who are saying that the systems and the and the decisions and the policies and the way that we're being some of us on the planet is not supporting the experience of equity and even though I may not be able to point to a time where I behave that way I'm going to be accountable and say tell me more tell me more how can I support you? What can I do? Because I dream of and have a vision for a world that is equal. I want to be accountable even if I am sure or think that I'm sure that I haven't done something wrong or made a mistake. It's powerful. Be in the choice to be accountable. The next thing that I think we have to do is teach the people in our lives that we share our life with that it's safe for them to be accountable in our presence. The worst thing that we can sometimes do is someone is accountable and we attack them and punish them and make them feel horrible. Now, certainly, accountability comes with boundaries and accountability comes with consequences. But I learned in parenting, just like those mommies and I talked about, that I could certainly give my son consequences for his choices and do so with love, and do so in partnership, that I could hold him accountable for his decisions. So teach the people you work with, teach the, the people that you live your life with, teach the children in your life that you are a safe person for them to be accountable with by being willing to stand with them when they make that hard decision to be in integrity. Love them through those consequences. And lastly, and this might be the hardest one, express compassion for people, all people, when they can't be accountable. Express compassion. Have compassion for people who we know stumble, people who we know have a hard time telling the truth. Think about the times that you or I have had a hard time being accountable in our world. I would bet that we were buying into fear. 
We were fearing the consequence. We were fearing what might happen. We were fearing disapproval. We were fearing uh, whatever we were making up about it. And understand that when someone is not willing to be accountable for their actions or their words or their choices, fear is running them. Have compassion for those fear-based people. And understand with me that through accountability, we walk forward in power to create the life we wish to create. There's an energy and a vibration and a consciousness that goes with it. I close today with powerful words from the great teacher, author, speaker, Les Brown, who says, accept responsibility for your life. Know that it is you who will get you where you want to go. No one else. This week, let's be accountable. Let's stand forward. Claim it, own it, be it. Let's pray together. As we step into this time of prayerful consciousness, we joyously acknowledge the infinite wisdom of the presence, that wholeness that abounds and abides within all creation and recognize that it is right here, right now, where we are, as we are. It is the core essence of us. And at every moment of our life, we have opportunity to continue to, to resonate with that wholeness, resonate with that light, resonate with that truth and integrity of our beingness. And every time we make that choice to do this, every time we say yes to that, in little and big ways, we continue the forward momentum of our life we make ourselves available for greater and greater good. And therefore, I declare that, that accountability and integrity go with us now in this week and in every interaction and in every conversation and every choice that we make. That each one of us benefits from this deepened exploration of being accountable, of putting our whole self in to our relationships, to our life, to our finances, to our careers, to our choices every day. And as we do this, we begin to see immediately the beautiful rewards of greater energy, greater life, and certainly a sense of empowerment that is true, true spiritual power. I give thanks for this truth in our lives right here and right now. And I release this word into the action of that law that makes it so. I let it be. I let it go. And so it is. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.